Business Tech Weekly Podcast, episode number 44. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. That's right. It is the show where we talk business and technology, tools, tips to help you out. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Traub. And of course, it's always the last show that I record every Thursday afternoon, and that always makes it probably one of the more fun or simply annoying episodes that I produce. I think it varies week to week, whichever that actually ends up being. I was just going to say entertaining because, you know, most of your really strong, healthy brain cells have been burnt yes. by this point in the day. So it's, uh, you're just, you're running on loopy at this point. So yes. it makes for, it makes for a good show. Absolutely. It does. Uh, and it's always fun to come here. And of course, I love looking at the show notes that you have. Now, of course, the question I have for you is what's the big surprise? You said you had something really juicy for me. Wow, that's a lot of pressure. And well, you 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 built it up, didn't you? Well, I built Wait, it up with you. It you says know, it says the, right the, here, I have something tasty for ya. And I said <laughs> I said back on Twitter, what is that? Something tasty for the show. Sweet. All right, so I'm here. I'm ready for something tasty. <laughs> Go. Well, I don't know if it's going to be that tasty. Maybe I built it up too big. But uh, <laughs> there's a story behind it. And it and uh, it's about my Be It Better Husband podcast. And that is that it's back. And I have reasons why, which I explain on my latest episode. So the something tasty is that the conversation you and I had probably a couple months ago now will be released this week. So people get to hear, I think, a pretty juicy, tasty episode between you and I talking man to man, husband to husband. Uh, about uh, the use of media for families, so a little uh, cross pollination there of uh, of our uh, of our shows. But for the Be a Better Husband podcast, it's back. I have a, about a twenty minute episode explaining why it was gone for a while, which gets into some personal stuff, which I think people will find interesting and encouraging. And um, then people get to hear from my good friend Cliff Ravenscraft, and I'll uh, put that uh, in the feed later today. So. It'll be out very, very soon. So another place to hear, Cliff, and in a way that I, as much as I've heard your stuff, Cliff, I think you and I got into some conversation there that people uh, people just maybe haven't heard or explored uh, in that in that depth. So I'm, I'm excited for people to hear, hear you talk about uh, the exposure to media and, and how it works in the Ravenscraft and Traub households. Well, and, and, and of course, mine's a little bit controversial, so I'll, I'll just throw that yeah, out there. Yeah, that's why it's tasty and juicy and it's, all that stuff. Okay, so very cool. I'm glad to hear. I thought maybe I was just a little bit too much on the edge for you and you just decided to throw that episode <laughs> out the window. Nope. No, no. I, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, we live in America. People can disagree without going to jail. So uh, I'm I actually the lead in, I already have it written up, uh, is the first line of, of the post is this episode is going to get me some serious feedback <laughs> i didn't say positive or negative i just said serious feedback so hey that, i'm excited for it so that, yeah be a better husband podcast.com uh it's it's back and i've got some shows lined up and uh i think people will again um be encouraged and enlightened by my reasons for for not uh 
not following up with it very well in the last few months. Well, so I'll just I'll leave it at that. There's my teaser. I will go check it out. All right, brother. So what's this uh, new Google Contact Manager? What do you? What, I didn't see this. Well, if you have Gmail, not yeah. Google Apps. Oh, forget that. Okay, go here ahead. Here you go. Well, a lot of our listeners use Gmail, Cliff, so we're going to not forget that. We're going to tell them that they have a new <laughs> contact manager. It's much more visually appealing, easier to, to view, organize. Uh, you know, they give you a few more options. I looked at it on my Gmail accounts that I used to have that I then migrated all my stuff over. But uh, it's it's how it should have been all along. Google gets away with a lot of ugly formatting. Um because their price point's pretty good. But uh, it, it's, I think, a, a great improvement if you happen to have a Gmail address. Uh, click in that contacts manager and uh, check it out. And I went in there just yesterday with a friend of mine. And I said, hey, you know, they have a new contact manager. And I, and I showed it to him. He goes, oh, I've got to take care of all these duplicates. Well, and this is just another tip of people that know if you have a Gmail account that they have uh, the ability to condense duplicates. A lot of times you do get a lot of duplicate contacts or they'll, they'll merge them uh, for you. So uh, if you somehow get in there uh, and you see that you've got 15 of the same uh, contact, then you just hit a merge button and it'll pull them together. So do that with caution, of course, because you don't want to lose a bunch of people. But in, in my experience, it's worked quite well to uh, merge your contacts and, and the new contact manager if you have Gmail but not Google Apps. Yeah, I am looking at it now, and it's not exactly what I was hoping it might be. But let, let me. I still think it's lacking. But the thing is, their other one was so bad. This yeah. one's an improvement. Is that or their current one for you and I? It looks like there's a notes area over there on the right hand side. I like that. Yeah, there's uh yeah there's a lot of improvements to the contacts. Um, something about grouping. Honestly, I didn't I didn't look at it too much because I can't use it. Right. Yet, but uh, yeah, they definitely give you some more uh, of what you should have had, I guess, all along um, for your for your folks. But you know, even even sorting it by last name, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is is nice um, versus it's always been my first name. So yeah, there's a big notes section. It's just cleaner. That's really where, the bottom line. What do you see sorting by last name? Oh, uh, you had to ask me that, didn't you? Uh, maybe it's under more actions. Yep. More actions on the right side at the top. So you're in your contacts tab. At the top, it should say oh, groups. I like add that. The contacts, more on, more actions, and sort by last name. No, I and do like that. Find duplicates, import, export, so on and so forth. Sweet. So. Very cool. Well, I imagine that'll be rolled out to uh, Google Apps here pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine so. That's cool. So. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing that to our attention and, and well, making me think of Fine. yet again another thing that I'm living without. <laughs> <laughs> yes, reminding you again why you pay good money for, well, some people pay good money for Google Apps, but still worth every penny, that's for sure. I just got an email from them asking me to pay for it. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I think I deleted it though. Um, yeah, I, I got one today as well um, on another account of it, something that I maybe had. I was going to say, don't you pay them already? But uh, Well, it's funny. I think I have, I actually have another Google Apps account under the standard uh, free edition that forwards to uh, my current Google Apps account. So it's funny. If I try to explain my Google situation to people, they'd be totally confused. But it doesn't even have to make sense because I've set it all up to where it just works. Wow. I basically have like 15 email addresses and they all come to one inbox and I can manage them in one inbox and my life is simple. It says here, 
It says upgrade today and get a three thirty free thirty day trial. Uh, yeah. You get three times more email storage, increased email daily sending limit, and twenty four seven phone support for critical issues. <laughs> so that means that when when Gmail goes down for the entire world, you have a phone number you can call and right because there hold. are no other critical issues with Gmail because it's really really good. Exactly. So it goes down. You, at least you have a phone number that you can call and sit on hold for. That's right. With. That's right. You know. So that's that's good. And of course, I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm sitting here. I've, I'm looking. I got fifty three thousand three hundred and thirty emails. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know that I really need to store a whole lot more of those. And if I do, I could just delete a couple, I guess. I am at. You mean to have increased storage? You mean? Yeah, the increased storage. I'm at. I've got six. I'm using uh, six point seven five gigs <laughs> of, of your of my seven point four gigs. So I'm at ninety percent. <laughs> but yeah. whenever I get, I, I mean, I've been up to ninety eight percent before, and I just go in and I do a search for email attachments. Mm-hmm. And I just delete a bunch of WAV files that were emailed to me. Yeah. So I'm at 11%. I'm feeling good. 11. I actually upgraded in large part, I may have mentioned this before, because they have an Outlook uh, sync option that is only available on the paid version. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or an Outlook migration, I think, and a sync option. And I was doing some testing for some clients. And so I just added an account to mine so I could do some testing with that. Sweet. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have upgraded, but I did. So, cool. all right. No so, I, I hear about this Google Places a whole lot. Um, I've not really looked into it. Have you looked into it? Well, uh, I worked on it for a client, and th- I think the main difference is that, w- and we're talking about Google Maps and/or Places. I like to refer to it as Google Places. Is that when you are a brick and mortar store, obviously. You know, you want to have, for instance, you want to have videos on YouTube if you're going to have them anywhere because YouTube is owned by Google. And so when someone Googles you, which, you know, 90 some percent of search is Google, you don't want them to, to find you. And one of my clients that I just did this with, my Child's Play Toys in Sioux Falls, when you type in Child's Play Toys, Sioux Falls, it brings up their homepage. And the next thing is their Google Places. And the importance of that is you can really customize uh, and maximize that profile if you spend some time on it, if you know what you're doing, to where really it becomes uh, a secondary homepage in some ways because you can have pictures. You can have, you know, what's your parking situation. You can have links to your YouTube videos. You can, you know, you can choose what the main picture is when people click on your maps. Uh, there, there's just lots of a description of your store, um, yeah, there's a lot of different options. But the main thing I think is when you when you type in your search for your store, that it it, it might be your number one or number two, um, you know, find uh, when you're doing a search. And it, as much as people talk about search engine optimization, if someone types in the name of your store uh, or your your uh, category, uh, if you are have a fully prepared profile for Google Places or Google Maps, then people are more likely to go to your store, I think, versus just a name and phone number, which is what people have if they haven't gone through the process. Now, here's the thing, Cliff. The process is a little old school because they don't want you in Kentucky pretending like you're a store in South Dakota. Uh, So they actually, you have to submit for um, confirmation and then they mail you a postcard with a code on it. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Isn't that like totally old school? Yeah, it and is. So they mail it to that address, 
And uh, then you go on and you, you obviously have to have a, a Google account to do this. Uh, if not, you can just start one. But once you go in and you confirm that you are who you say you are uh, via that postcard code, then they uh, allow you to customize that. Uh, it, it took a couple months, uh, you know, the process. Not that it was like day to day. It was like I did it once and had to wait a few months. But my client said, hey, here's, I got this card from Google. What should I do with it? And I said, oh, I had forgotten about that. We'd submitted for that so we could have a more robust Google profile. So um, if you are a brick and mortar store, then um, I would suggest you uh, maybe take a minute and submit yourself to uh, to uh, Google Places. So if you type in Child's Play Toys Sioux Falls, South Dakota, then the first thing is their homepage, and the second you'll see is their place page. And when you click on that, you'll see lots of information uh, about the store, contact information, all kinds of good stuff. And uh, and also, I love this one, is the the Google, uh, what's it called, with the, the Street View. Mm-hmm. I love Google Street View. So I just did Child's Play Toys, South Dakota. Yeah. And, and it pulls up the uh, Child's Place Toys place page first thing. Wow. That's great. Yep. So you want to just make sure that you've you've got your uh, your spots out on the web. So nice. Very make, cool. Uh, make note of that. Excellent. All right. So, so what else do we have next? We have. Well, uh, again, I, I think probably every other week we highlight some Seth Godin post, but this one was uh, in regards to you choose your clients, and I've just had some really great clients in the last few weeks that I've been really pleased with including one that I actually am not going to work with by choice. And so it, it reminded me, you know, you can choose your customers. And so Seth has a post from, when is this, August 6th, and it is choosing your customers. So uh, if you'll indulge me, it's about 100 words. So I'll read the whole thing real quick. Is that yeah, all right? That's fine. Go ahead. All right. Uh, choosing your customers is the title. And it goes like this. Yes, you get to choose them, not the other way around. You choose them with your pricing, your content, your promotion, your outreach, and your product line. When choosing, consider how much does this type of customer need you, how difficult is this sort of person to find, and how difficult to reach, how valuable is a customer like this one, and how demanding. It's not a matter of who can benefit from what you sell. It's about choosing the customers you would like to have. So friendly reminder, uh, I know it's a tough economy for a lot of folks, but at the end of the day, don't we all want to work with customers that we want to work with versus we have to work with? Absolutely. I I agree with that wholeheartedly. So thank you, Seth, for the uh, friendly reminder that uh, we get to choose our clients. So, And I appreciate the clients I have, and um, most of them I get to choose yes, which is great. <laughs> so... Very cool. Yeah, I mean that that's been one of the benefits of working for yourself that you do get the chance to uh, you know, choose who you work for or work with and work for and do projects with. Um I, I certainly have had a, a fair share of uh, you know, people that I knew I didn't want to work with and I was able to avoid ahead of time and there are a couple of them that I started working for and afterwards I'm like, uh and of yeah. course there's a yeah. little, there's a little uh, tag in my high rise system that says, <laughs> "Never accept business from this client." Right, and, right, right, and right. And that tag only exists on three people. So, <laughs> and chances are, if you're listening to this, you're not one of them. Right, because you really don't like Cliff or something like that. Exactly. But well, that's it, your that's your issue. 
So or Cliff really doesn't like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One yeah. or the other. Yeah. Uh, well, and I want to mention too, I apologize. I didn't mention this before and it's in our show notes, but, um, uh, Ju- our friend Justin Luke Savage has a post called how to get your business listed on- in Google maps for free, uh, on coachradio.tv. So, um, I have a link in that in the show notes, so maybe you'll include that because yep. he did a nice screen capture of how to do that. So Very cool. I will do thanks that. Thanks to Justin. Yeah. Thank you, Justin, very much. All right, so the doityourselfwordpress.com. You've been playing around with this and uh, pu- putting together some nice tutorials. Yeah, uh, doing more than playing around with it. Uh, really spent a lot of time on this, putting together a lot of tutorials, creating seven phases from not owning anything, domain hosting, anything like that, to all the way to having your site customized for search engines and such, and uh, have had about eight to 10 people in it the last couple weeks, uh, sort of early adopters and um, clients that have kind of moved over from uh, past clients and, and, and past business. And um, then uh, we're going to have it go public. Uh, we, we wanted it to go this week. It's probably going to be early next week. And um, yeah, so we're, we're very excited. I'm actually pulling together endorsements right now. Uh, I don't know if you and I have scheduled ours or not, but uh, actually, no, we haven't because you're you're backed up on your email. But had a great conversation with Kevin Miller yesterday um, about uh, just about the importance of websites for small businesses. And and Cliff, basically, the idea behind DoItYourselfWordPress.com is that it's a simple enough process that people should be able to do it themselves on most levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have had a lot of clients that have come to me after they worked with someone else. And said, okay, now teach me how to use my site. And so our hope is to teach them how to build a site, um, you know, because it's not that complicated, uh, but then how to manage their own site so they're really equipped to, to make changes and things like that. And that's, that's just the beauty of WordPress is it's just that simple. Right. So obviously it's a phenomenal format if you're ever going to do podcasting. Uh, I, I was able to hear your interview with uh, Avery um that's her name right the young lady avery grant yep yeah avery grant um and a 14 year old girl using wordpress and um you know i'm not speaking down to her age but you know frankly if a 14 year old can do it then why can't uh a small business owner so uh we're, we're trying to simplify we're trying to bring the cost way down for um for folks that really want to learn how to do it themselves and effectively could go from what they learn in in our in our in our site and go make as many sites as they want. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I have friends that build WordPress sites for people and they, and they charge a lot and that's fine. And I think there's still a, a place for that. But I think if people want a, a basic clean site, that this is a really good option for them. And when are you opening that up again t- so that people can it start? It should getting- be early next week. Uh, they can still go right now to doityourselfwordpress.com and we have a video there uh, sort of introducing it. Um, but there's not a lot to see on the site because most of it's password protected, obviously um, for, uh, for members, but I don't know, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, you know, I've been reading a lot of Seth Godin lately and he keeps talking about, you know, the need to ship and the need to get something out and, uh, we're doing it. And the response so far has, it's funny when you put something out cliff and I know you've had this experience cause you have several digital products people can get is sometimes when you don't hear anything, you get nervous mm-hmm. and, and what that really is, it's, it's approval because, you know, uh, you know, Apple would have loved to have heard nothing uh, when they released their their latest iPhone, other than it works, but they didn't. There was a lot of chatter about this and that uh, reception issues. So it's been interesting to have our beta testers and not really get very much feedback, not because they're not using it, but because 
it it's just worked for him, you know. So um, it's been an, it's been an interesting experience. It's always uh, there's always a sort of naked vulnerability feeling when you ship things because uh, you're just not sure how they're gonna how they're gonna be received. But so far, it's been received well. And um, working with someone else, and that's really what's made the difference for me, Cliff, is I'm I'm partnering with someone else from Free Agent Academy. Uh, she's out in um, Oregon, and uh, you know we're it's accountability factor. So it's been great. Very cool. Yeah. Well, hey, I want to give an update on my Backblaze. Remember, we talked about this yes. two weeks ago. Yeah. It's been two weeks ago that I started my initial backup. And I want to let you know that, um, again, uh, the, the, as far as the backup is concerned, there's about 270 gigs of data that were scheduled for backup. That's how much space is being taken up on my hard drive right now. And uh, so far in the past two weeks... Uh, 145 gigabytes of data have been uploaded already. Nice. It's 145 gigabytes. Yeah. And uh, still got about 124,000 or 124, <laughs> 124,000 megs or 124 gigabytes of data still uh-huh. to upload. But uh, with I think at the realm that it's going right now, I would say that. Uh, probably going to have this thing finished within the next two weeks nice and then i'll have a full backup in the cloud and then of course as i add new files those will just automatically get backed up and and happen kind of overnight deal yeah 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 you you sleep better with that don't you I do. I mean, I already have the, you know, the time machine backup, which is nice, but uh, have also at the same time to have the time, the, the black, the back blaze backup up in the, the cloud. I, I'm sleeping a lot better. Absolutely. Tell me about, and I apologize if I asked about this before, but with your time machine for Mac, uh, you have an external drive somewhere in your office, correct? Yep. yep. Uh, you know, I've seen, I've done, I've done some looking reviews, uh, things like that on Amazon. It seems to me that there's a lot of strong opinions about different models of external hard drives. Do you do you endorse or like one or the other, or are they all been pretty stable for you? I, I've had some I've had some external drives go bad in the past, but um, you know that was way back in the old days. These days, I haven't had any problems really at all. Um, yeah. I, I like I'm a huge fan of Western di- Digital. Mm-hmm. It's a good solid drive. Um, and uh, to be honest with you, that's what I've been using for the most part. So Western digital, digital drives are the ones that I use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I've heard good things about them as well. It just you know, it's it's a it's a good and a bad thing when you get on Amazon and start looking at reviews because when there's you know a hundred reviews, you're obviously going to get some people that got duds on this or that. So yeah. Um. Anyway. Well, the whole idea that's what that's what I love about this is that you know I'm not depend. Well, right now. I'm dependent on that backup. If something happens to my, if if something happens to my hard drive, well, it's no big, or, or to my external drive, it's no big deal because I just get a new external drive and boom, time machine starts backing everything up onto that drive. If right. something happens to my computer, I don't need to worry about it because I just go get a new computer and or I fix the computer and then I restore everything from the backup drive. Mm-hmm. Worst comes to worst, you know, tornado blows through or fire or whatever the case may be. I, you know, hopefully within the next week to two weeks, I'll have an entire backup of everything on, on, in the cloud. Absolutely. So I, I'm feeling pretty, pretty darn confident at this point. The only thing I need to do is I need to add, um, 
I need to give him instru- instructions for the Google Docs back up to my VA instead of putting that on my calendar because I was out of town this week, went to Boston. Mm-hmm. And when I got back, I noticed that uh, back up your Google Docs was listed as a task for me to do on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it didn't happen on Tuesday. It didn't happen on Wednesday. It didn't happen today. It didn't happen. So finally today, I just deleted it and said, you know what? Next Monday, it'll remind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, there's that. that's some freedom on your to-do list. It's like, you know what? Uh, it'll roll around again. So yeah. yeah. So I need to, I, what I need to do is I need to get with my VA and, and have her add that to her Monday weekly activities that she does for me. Yes, VAs are a wonderful thing if you know how to manage them. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, that's why God made the Virtual Assistant Podcast, right? That's right. Virtualassistantpodcast.com. And I and, and that was sort of a joke, but it was also 100% true. Mm-hmm. If it can be sort of something and 100% something else. But it, there, that is, I think, the key to a VA is not their abilities. It's your ability to manage them. Yeah. Uh, and not to diminish them in any way, shape, or form, but uh, their role is to be told what to do in, in a clear, concise uh, way. And if, if there's been any struggle in my experience with my VA so far, it's been my own inability to communicate sometimes uh, clearly uh, because, you know, it's so much of this stuff is just internalized, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, I want to, I do want to speak to that though. And I, I just want to say that, that you might be surprised that with my VA, um, that it's, it, I don't have, I mean, there are times when I need to, to, you know, kind of come alongside and, and say, let's do this, mm-hmm. let's do that. But there are many tasks that I don't have to do any training. I don't have to follow up. I yeah. don't have to, I, I really don't have to communicate over, over communicate. I, I can just say, Hey, I'd really like to do this. And she says, well, if you'd like, I can create a Google doc and uh, put together, you know, a proposed outline of what that might look like. And forward it to you. And I'm like, that's a great idea. And, yeah. and the next thing yeah. I know, it's like, boom, I wake up the next morning. It's like, here's your outline. And I'm like, yeah. wow, that looks great. Can you, can you do, can you get started on that? Yep. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say so. And then boom, yeah. and it's like, it, it's, it, it is amazing. But there are some things that I have to, I do have to communicate. Like for example, you know, I, I, I hired her for, I've got 30 hours a month and I've given her these tasks, a lot of different projects. Uh, and among those are creating some ebooks from some of the training tutorials that I've done. And one of the things that I, I mean, obviously it's enough work that, it, I mean, she could literally blow through 30 hours in one week on that project. Right, right, right. And so, so prioritizing them, right? Exactly. I said, what I needed to do is I need you to budget this uh, accordingly. You know how many hours it takes to do my posting of podcasts on average now. You know how many hours it takes to do my bookkeeping. You know how many hours right. it takes to do scheduling and following up on equipment sales. What I want you to do is I always want you to make sure you always have at least that much time available and then divide the time throughout the month evenly among the weeks. And so limit yourself to, you know, a couple hours a week on these particular projects. Yeah. Yeah. And so there so there is a lot of communication in that way. Otherwise, you know, it would be very easy for me to say, you know, hey, go start this project, this project, this project. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm a week and a half into my month and she says, hey, just want to let you know you've reached your 30 hours. Anything I do for you from this point forward is, you know, billable time on top of that. Right, right. So, yeah, you, th- there's definitely some communication that you have to have. But at the same time, you get the right person. It's amazing what they can do. And I want to tell you, Andy, one of the things that I've heard over and over and over again through all of my 
talking with various different business people and even virtual assistants, mm-hmm. they said it's not very common for people to experience what I did. And that is to get the VA that fits you perfectly the first time. Yeah. And I, and I can attest to that, uh, to her abilities, uh, just knowing her personally and knowing the company uh, that she represents and is connected with because they're, they, is the word vetting? Is that uh-huh. the word I'm thinking of? Where yeah. they, you know, have to, they have to prove themselves. They don't just take warm bodies, you know? Right. There's a vetting process to, to they're only going to have these people along if they're professional and they can truly deliver and, and stay organized and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, so that, that, I think that's the, that's the bonus of being connected to a, a larger entity like you are is that your person has been, uh, uh, sort of, uh, put through the test before they, they showed up to the party. So, Cool. Hey, what's yeah. this note about office perf- peripherals? Well, uh, you know, we we talk a lot about software on the show, uh, software in the cloud even, um, software as a service, things like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're all, I am constantly trying to maximize my workspace. And I know you were talking today about, uh, on another show, uh, Family from the Heart, I think, uh, about, um, you know, redoing your office. And I, I just, I love my keyboards. I love my, my mice, mouse, mouses, mice, whatever you call them. Uh, you know, I, I love these peripherals that I have because they make my job a lot easier. And I think it's something that a lot of people look past. And so I thought we could just have a conversation about the peripherals you use. And peripherals are that, you know, other than your CPU or your laptop, what are the other things that you do that connect you to those that make your workflow um you know, physical workflow, easier, better, more productive, more comfortable. Um, so, you know, I, it ain't, I, I set up a link, andytrob.com slash office, and I put a link to the stuff that I use. Okay. Uh, I just create a little Amazon store um, to the stuff that I use. Uh, and it, it's funny because I'm using the same mouse that I've used for like the last six years, the same kind of mouse. Um, and I just, you know, I've tried other ones and I just keep coming back. Um, to that one. And mm-hmm. some people look at it and they're totally annoyed by it. It's, it's a Logitech TrackMan wheel. Uh, so it's got a big ball where the thumb is. Um, but I, I just, I can't, and I have a magic mouse for my Mac when I, when I'm, uh, portable, but it's things like that to make, that make my office experience, um, much more pleasant. So I thought we could talk about that. And I asked a question on, uh, our Twitter friends and followers about, know what what they would want us to talk about and one's one person said uh cliff uh, a quiet mouse and i was like what is a quiet mouse he said you know one that doesn't wake up my kid when they're sleeping <laughs> so i guess his mouse is really loud he said but i think he's exaggerating but he was saying it shows up on my recordings a lot right um which if you don't have a what do you call your microphone that doesn't pick up your snaps your dynamic microphone All right so if you're di- if you don't have a dynamic microphone then it's going to pick up little clicks and things like that. Um, I, I don't know how to get around that. I don't know of a mouse that doesn't click, uh, other than I think the magic mouse you can tap mm-hmm. instead of click. Um, so that's obviously an option. Um, but I, I was curious because you know we only get a certain view of your of your uh, office on the UStream. So I was going to ask you, and I'll talk about mine a little bit more. But what peripherals do you use, and how have you decided that that they're the best? Because I know that you're very thorough about 
what you do and don't use. Well, I mean, obviously I'm using my 27 inch iMac. So with that came my wireless keyboard and, and magic mouse. So I also use the magic mouse, uh, which is the newest, uh, uh, mouse. And I, I, I'm not going to say that it's the greatest though. Um, no, me either. I, I like it a lot, but there are certain times when that, the, the scrolling, the fact that anywhere and everywhere on the top of that is a scroll button. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little annoying and frustrating at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall it's still, it's among one of the best mouse mice that I've, uh, that I enjoy using. So I do like it a lot. It's just not the best. Can um, I tell you something that's really funny to me about the magic mouse I've never experienced before what is it uh, just the way that I hold it apparently uh-huh. it pinches my thumb all the time really I've never done that okay so it's just me I must have like a little girly hands or something hmm. but the way I hold it when I click down with my pointer or middle, middle finger it sort of and the other thing for me is not that I have like massive hands but it, it is a really small mouse um, but I still love it it still is my little trackpad uh, and it's very, very portable, very, very sleek. So uh, I definitely endorse it. It's on my page uh, for the things that I use, but uh, it is not uh, the be-all, end-all of of uh, peripherals. Yeah, I, I think I'd be interested in checking out the new Mac trackpad, the wireless That is trackpad. why I, can't, I actually came up with the show idea for peripherals like three weeks ago whenever that came out. Um, I'm, I'm very much considering it. Yeah. But let me ask you this question, Cliff. There is a hack or an extra program or something for the Magic Mouse, I think, that makes it like four finger, four finger compatible. You yeah, know it, what I mean by that? Yeah, I, I've I've tried those and I didn't like it. Okay, well, I I don't think my fingers would fit on. You it's, know, I don't, it's called it, Magic Prefs or something like that. There's okay. two or three of them out there, and right. and to be honest with you, I mean they work, but I just I've. Even on the MacBook, I'm not into all those, you know, four and three finger. Ju- I mean, it's too much for me to remember. To be honest with you. <laughs> well, I the funny thing is, I only I use the four finger, and if you don't have a Mac, what we're talking about is on the track, or maybe you do have a Mac and you didn't know this. But if you take your four four fingers and you you know slide them down on your trackpad, it will basically bring all of your windows up at the same time and fit them on your screen. Um, yeah, which is the same as F three on your keyboard. Yeah. So. It, you know, it's it's a shortcut, but I, I I'm intrigued by the uh, the trackpad from Apple. I the price point is a little tough, but uh, you know, one of these days I'll probably pick it up. But uh, I don't see it as a I'm not going to pick it up right now because I have enough other stuff that I like. So yeah. so those you've got those. What about headphones? Headphones I used uh, Bose over the ear headphones. They're about 149 dollars. Right. And uh, for me, that's that's a pretty important thing because I wear them pretty much all day long. I yeah. mean, obviously on Thursday, but even even on Tuesdays and Wednesdays when I do all my consulting calls, um I I don't I I don't use a telephone headset. I don't use I, you know, I'm not holding the telephone up to my shoulder. I I use a Heil PR40 microphone. I use a boom arm that brings the microphone to me. Uh I can easily, you know, swing around it. All this other stuff. I mean, it's just I, I use my podcasting gear for my telephone. And right, uh, so right. I have the ability to bring in my JK audio so that it you know brings the telephone calls in. And of course, this is because I'm a podcaster. I mean, if I was just a business person, I, I doubt that I would have all this equipment here. But uh, but uh, it, it's it's stuff that helps me do what I'm doing. And it's great because I, I do go to meeting consulting calls and, you know, the microphone's just off to the side and I'm able to hands free just have my headphones on, hear everything they're saying in stereo and and talk into the microphone. So I really like that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm I'm using a Plantronics Audio 655, and it's a plug-in headset. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, Cliff, that those Bose headphones uh, are a great investment because I can tell you these these headphones that I have on, and it's a headset and mic, and it's it's a USB connection to my computer. I, I think they're very comfortable. But if I wear them for say 90 minutes, you know, that's about the max before I have to take them off and sort of, you know, readjust and kind of stretch out my ears because they're big. But, uh, you know, there that is a good investment if you're really going to do any serious. And by serious, I mean, you know, it's part of your work day, uh, a couple hours uh, to 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 invest in that is is worth uh, worth it. I think. Yep. I love that you have monitors down. So what are you using for monitors? Well, and what's funny is I, I sort of stumbled upon these, and I think you may have one across from you, uh, but they're HP monitors, and I, I was lucky enough that I, uh, they're HP 2009M, that's a 20-inch, um, 2009M, and Amazon didn't have that exact one, so I put a different one on there, but it's also a 20-inch, but I've just been really pleased with my HP monitors, frankly, and uh, I picked up one. Uh, two weeks ago on Craigslist for seventy five bucks, wow. uh, and I think they retail for one forty or something like that. So uh, I've just been really pleased with uh, clarity and color, and they sure are affordable. And I took your advice actually, Cliff, in regards to when I purchased my MacBook. Do you remember how this came into play? Uh, yeah, that you basically turn your MacBook into a desktop. Yeah, and the big thing was you said don't get the fifteen inch. Mm-hmm. Save four hundred dollars and get an external monitor. Yeah. Um. And that's exactly. Uh, I don't think at that time I got an external monitor. Uh, at that moment, but uh, I eventually did with the money that I would have spent on a fifteen-inch. Uh. And and I think it's just, you know, and that's what someone in, in Twitter had responded when I asked about office peripherals. They said an external monitor, and I just think once people have them, uh, you know, I could never ever go back to. <laughs> Um, you know, either I, I would have to have a huge monitor like you, um, to, to go back to a single monitor, but I, I live and die by my dual monitors uh, yeah. most of the time. I, I basically, I, I, I thought I would never be able to do anything without having two monitors again. Of course, uh, my world changed when I got a 27 inch monitor, right? which is basically like having a big television in front of you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I use, I use one monitor and, and I've never, I mean, I've got another monitor sitting on the other side of this table. I mean, it's sure it's being used and it's hooked up for, you know, for Stephanie's, uh, computer over on the other side. Right. Uh, But it's not because I don't have another monitor that I couldn't throw on there. So I could use my nice HP monitor as a secondary monitor. Yeah. But I like having monitors are the same size as well. I mean, I think that's something else that comes into play because I have, the same monitor on both sides so it's really balanced yeah but st- um, even still though i've i've not had even a desire to have a second monitor I, I, 27 inches is a lot of screen real yeah, estate if i had a if i had a drive-in movie theater screen on my desktop then uh yeah i wouldn't need a second monitor either yeah. so yeah i just love looking at the Ustream. and if folks haven't checked it out you know gspn.tv slash live on thursdays and, and when we're doing this it's cliffs on all day not just for business tech weekly uh it uh it, at three Eastern on Thursdays, but it it's just fun to see how big that thing is. And the HP monitor on the other side is it's a big monitor. Oh yeah, the HP monitor is a twenty one inch monitor. Yeah, it's a big monitor, but it just <laughs> it looks like an iPad. Yeah, <laughs> it really does kind of look like an iPad. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's maybe that's funny. another reason I like them. They are kind of iPad looking ish, so yeah, matches the whole office. Hey, I got a TV show that I got off of Netflix. That I it's a show that I watched when I was a, a little kid. It's called yeah. the Tomorrow People. Tomorrow People. Yeah, it was made in 1973. It's a really cheesy British sci-fi show for kids. All right. And uh, anyway, they uh, it's a few you know it's a futuristic show and and all this other stuff. Anyway, they have this. They have a tablet PC, a tablet computing device that's sitting on the table. And I'm yeah. not kidding you. It is an Apple iPad. No way. I'm not kidding you. It is an Apple iPad, and it is from 1973. A, a TV show in 1973. Nice. Yep. <laughs> nice. I will have to uh, have to check that out. How many episodes did they have? Oh gosh, a bunch of them. Um, I'm I'm getting them all on Netflix coming in. So nice. But uh, I'll I'll st- I'll take a screen cap and I'll I'll put it online for you guys. Yeah, I'm looking at some stuff on Google right now. So that's that's good stuff. Awesome. Well, hey everybody, we want to hear what are some of your favorite uh, US uh, USB so some of your peripherals. We'll continue the conversation next week, uh, but we want to hear from you. What are some of the things that help you to become more prof- uh, productive and proficient and efficient? Anyway. Yep, brain cells all gone. It's Thursday <laughs> afternoon. Goodbye, everybody. Ah, <laughs> uh, too much fun, Andy. Hey, great show, man. Appreciate you. All right, we'll talk to you all soon. Until next time, everybody, join the community.